What's going on, guys? It's your man, Ed Hayes, the Wholesale Coach here, back for another podcast, guys. And in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about an article from Housing Wire that talks about how home flipping is flopping. I hope that you all are pumped for this content, guys. Let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. All right, guys. So the main story that we're going to be talking about today is the fact that home flipping returns are nearing a seven year low. So there's a lot of home flippers out there. You may be listening to this. You may be personally flipping your own properties right now. Well, this article like really, really stood out to me. And I know I've been having like a lot of these keeping up with the market episodes lately. This is going to be episode number four. I just think that these episodes are really important to kind of educate um, the community on what's actually going on. So I really enjoy making these. I'm going to be making more of these along the way. So essentially, guys, what's really going on is that like in the third quarter of 2019, the latest returns on home flips stood at the second lowest point since 2011. Excuse me. So like the sales have been kind of retreating back to normal amounts. So essentially like uh, the amount of homes that are being flipped right now is actually um, is down like 12.9% from the previous quarter and is down 6.8% from a year ago. Which is the it says that these drops marked the largest quarterly and annual drop since the third quarter of 2014. So essentially, like it's way less properties being flipped, which is really not good for our market, right? So people are flipping less homes, and that's not it. It's not just the activity, so it's not just less homes being flipped, the return on investment is actually lower as well. Okay, so um, like a gross profit of sixty five thousand is what's been going on lately or whatever is up three point five percent from a year ago. But essentially, like the 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 ROI is not as high as what it normally is. Okay, so it's like um, according to the report, the average gross profit translated into a forty point six return on investment compared to the original acquisition price, down from a forty one point one percent gross flipping ROI in the second quarter of twenty nineteen, and down from a margin of forty three point five in the third quarter of twenty eighteen. So just understand that like numbers have been changing, people are not getting as much money back on their investments when they're out flipping a property. But it's not like this in every state. Some states are actually really doing really good while other states are doing really, really bad. So it says home flippers in the following markets are doubling their money. And like the way that they wrote it is kind of weird, but it says Pittsburgh, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, Flint, Michigan, Cleveland, and Hickory, Lynn. Lenar, <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce this. Like Hickory, Lenar, Lenor, <laughs> Morganton. It's kind of weird. And North Carolina. So it says, let's do that again. Pittsburgh, Scranton, 
uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Flint, Michigan, Cleveland and Hickory, Lenar, Morganton, and North Carolina, guys. So it says also, though, like, so those people are doubling their money when they're doing flips. However, if you're looking to flip a home in Raleigh, North Carolina, Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Las Vegas, or Kansas City, Missouri, you can expect the smallest ROI of all U.S. cities with a population above 1 million people. So that's pretty much the end of that article, guys. But just know that this stuff is serious. Not everybody out here is actually winning to the degree that they want to be winning when it comes to flipping properties. So if you're in one of the states or cities where the the returns are rising right now and people are getting double back on their money, you may want to consider actually trying to get some hard money investors or like a, a little loan or something like that so you can purchase a property while the, the, the flip returns are so massive. But on the other end, if you're in one of the cities like Las Vegas or Kansas City and the, 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 the ROI is actually going down, you should be knowledgeable enough to let your buyers know like, hey, this is what's going on in the market. But also so they may want to consider doing, you know, buying holes instead. They may want to consider just uh, like speeding up the processes. Let's put it like it's a lot of things that they may want to consider. But I like to make these episodes so you all are as knowledgeable as possible when you're going into your deal. So you could tell your buyers like, hey, you know, I've done a little bit of research and I understand that X, Y, Z is going on in the market. You want them to know that 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 you're knowledgeable out here. So I hope that this that this episode uh, kind of helps you out, guys. I'm gonna try to keep this short. Um, let me see. I'm gonna actually come up with another article that I want to talk about as well. Give me one second. All right, guys. So I actually came across another article the other day, and this article is explosive, and it's titled. Part two, Fed too late to prevent a housing market crash? Question mark. And it's written by uh, Technical Traders Ltd. Um, I'm gonna link. Uh, I'm gonna put a link to this article below the podcast. So I definitely want you all to check it out. This, the research that these people did is crazy. Let's just put it like that. But they, they've really, really analyzed what's going on and related it to what happened in the 2008 crisis, as well as the 9-11, uh, the, the 9-11 attacks and things like that. So essentially saying like, they believe that the Fed is a little bit too late to actually prevent this upcoming housing crisis in 2020. Based on their data, we are literally repeating history's cycle. And it says like the process is always similar. Consumers start to react to pricing levels that are unaffordable and do so by trying to skimp on extraneous purchases like travel, new cars, credit card debt, or other items that are not essential. The other thing that happens is that the lower tier borrowers, the at-risk borrowers, typically begin to become delinquent on debts and fall behind on their mortgage payments. This is how the process starts. And if you're really paying attention right now, guys, this is actually what's happening right now. And they've actually got some really good charts and graphs to actually show exactly this happening in our market right now. It's almost kind of scary, guys. I really want you all to kind of check this out. 
And pretty much it says like once this happens, then a shift starts to take place in the market that can be sudden or transitional. The shift is often termed as a change from a seller's market to a buyer's market. This terminology is used to describe who is in control of the transaction, who has the advantage within the transaction. So as you all kind of probably know that already, when it's a seller market, buyers are typically offering to pay more to have an item or home and the seller does not have the stress about trying to sell their property, right? When it's a buyer market, the buyer is able to negotiate with the seller demanding more concession, lower prices, better deals, and often has a wide variety of sellers wanting to court the buyer away from other properties. Okay, so just uh, y'all get how kind of like a buyer's market versus a seller markets work. Well, right now, this like our market, we're in a position where the amount of money that people owe is really, really going up as far. I mean, as well as like their ability to pay back this money is really, really going down. But not only that, the housing values of I mean, the value of houses is also going down. So it's just like it's a such a perfect storm of of terrible things kind of happening right now. I mean, consumer credit card delinquencies are rising sharply. Since 2016, the increase in subprime credit card delinquencies have skyrocketed above the peak levels of 2008 and 2009 and continues to stay above 5.5%, which is really, really terrible. I'm looking at the graph right now that shows the percentage of people that couldn't pay back their debt is actually way higher or at least like right around the same extremely high level as it was right before our economy crashed about 12 years ago. So I want you all to be in the know. You can't say that you didn't know what was happening. You heard it here first. Make sure that you're preparing yourself right now for this 2020 crash. It's going to happen. It's an extremely high likelihood. Remember, you heard it here first. I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. All the analysts pretty much all of the analysts and experts are all in agreement that this is coming, guys. So don't just, you know, uh, just look past this or don't pay attention to it. Don't not do anything. Like, make sure that you're actually taking action on this knowledge. There's no point of having knowledge like this and not moving on and not acting on it. Like I said, you could tell your buyers what's going on in the market. You could let sellers know, like, hey, you may want to sell soon because X, Y, Z. You want to be knowledgeable and you want to be on the forefront of what's actually going on. That's how the people who are in the know are the ones that when the crisis happens, they're able to transition and dominate the market when most people are kind of running out, they're diving into it. So that's why I'm giving you all this knowledge. That's why I'm kind of you know sharing this information with you all, because I've been doing a lot of research myself to make sure that I'm prepared when the market crashes. And I was just a kid. It feels like when the 2007, 2008 crisis happened. And I wish that, you know, I wasn't. I wish that I wasn't a kid. I wish that I had the knowledge necessary to actually do something special with that knowledge. Right. So anyway, though, guys, um, it's not looking good. <laughs> Let's just put it like that right now. I just want to kind of put that out there. It's not really looking together. It's not really looking good right now. But just know that like housing values are declining right now. Um, you know, credit card debt is increasing right now. It's probably too late for the Fed to kind of come in and prevent 
this housing market crash. Anyway, though, guys, I hope that you all like this podcast. If you did, share this podcast with other people. Let other people that you know know what's going on. Save your peoples out here, guys. Share this content with others. Um, you know, tag me in it if you share it on social media. I'd appreciate it. I go and like all your posts if you all share it. Um, also, guys, if you're li- listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, if you have the option to rate and review the podcast, it would mean the world to me. Just drop me a little like rating or a little, a little rating, a little review to let other people know what you like about the podcast. It only takes you about a minute and it really, really means the world to me. It helps the channel out a lot. Anyway, though, guys, I hope you all are having a blessed rest of your day. And until next time, guys, I am. Mouths.